It's TechBiter Worldwide. I'm Bill Blinn with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the sports, most of the jingles, the weather, and the commercials. Podcast number 368 for November 10th, 2013. This week, there's just one report in the main section of today's program because it's such an important topic. I have an interview with the operator of Bleeping Computer about the threat posed by the CryptoLocker malware. And in short circuits, the end of Blockbuster, and Amazon offers a deal to independent bookstores. Normally, the main section of the weekly report contains two or three articles, but this week there's just one. That's because this is an uncommonly important topic. The message you need to take away from today's program is simple, though, and short. Never open an attachment without first confirming that it's safe. That's it. If you practice safe computing, it's unlikely that you'll ever be forced to pay several hundred dollars just to regain control of your files. I've talked about file encryption before, but this is a story about file encryption you don't want. Those who use notebook computers that contain proprietary business data have heard me talk about the importance of encryption and may have installed an application such as TrueCrypt to perform that task. But just as a hammer can be used to build a comfortable home or to kill somebody, encryption technology can be used to protect proprietary data or to hijack files and hold them for ransom. Encrypting files and demanding ransom isn't exactly new, but this new malware called CryptoLocker is all but unbeatable. You'll see a screenshot on the TechBiter Worldwide website that shows you an image you don't want to see on your computer. It says your personal files are encrypted, although in considerably less than perfect English. The message goes on to explain that the files on your computer have been encrypted with a very strong public key. And to decrypt the files, you need to obtain the private key. And normally, you'd have that. But in this case, since it's been done maliciously, the private key is held elsewhere. And to get that private key, you have to pay $300. One of the most useful sites on the Internet when it comes to solving problems with computers is Bleeping Computer. It's run by Larry Abrams, who took some time out of his busy schedule to talk with me about this threat. But the first thing I asked about was how long Bleeping Computer's been around. We started the site back in 2004, so it's been about uh, about nine years now, almost nine years. So we're talking today primarily about CryptoLocker. There have been some ransomware encryption programs before, so at, you know maybe at first glance, CryptoLocker doesn't seem to be anything other than just another iteration of an old game. But this one really does seem to be kind of a game changer, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, this one, um, it's uh, not only as it, because it actually encrypts the data on your, on your hard drive, but um, it's very prolific. It's, uh, it's being propagated pretty much um, throughout really the world. Um, every, we have uh, people who have been getting affected throughout the, throughout the world, from Thailand to United States to Australia. So it's not really being targeted towards any particular country. 
and um, they really seem to have their act together on this one. The, the danger posed by this particular threat kind of reminds me of the old phony virus warnings that used to circulate in the 1990s and into yep. the into the 2000s. This is the worst virus ever, they'd say, and there's no cure. And, you know, usually there'd be a dozen or so exclamation points at the end of the sentence, but it seems like to some extent, that's come to be true. Yeah, well, this one is definitely um, what a lot of people are calling ransomware 2.0. You know, earlier versions were pretty much scare tactics. You get infected, people don't know what it is, they pay the fine, they hope they get unlocked. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But this one actually does significant damage. You are forced to pay it if this data is something you really need. One of the things that was was kind of interesting to me is CERT uh, just, I think, yesterday finally mm-hmm. uh, released a note on this thing. After you know, It's been out for over a month now. And, and they list Windows up through version 7. They explicitly excluded Windows 8. So if you're running Windows 8, are you really safe, or did they just leave something out? They left something out. Uh, we tested <laughs> this yesterday. Windows 8 is vulnerable. Uh, I have a... Uh, I did a test yesterday, files were encrypted, the register keys were made, the executables were run, everything's there. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Oh, well, there's always hope. So, a CryptoLocker essentially goes out and looks for an enormous number of files and encrypts them. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but what are the files that it looks for? Uh, pretty much any data file. I mean, I, I don't know the exact number of extensions, but uh, if, 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 it's, uh, if there's a particular file extension on a map drive on the infected computer, it will try to encrypt it. And this goes with uh, Word documents, Excel documents, QuickBook um, databases, PDFs, images, um, pretty much all the data files that you would expect to be important to a company or a person. The thieves that run this thing give the victims just 96 hours to pay up, just four days. So after that, what happens? Pretty much, uh, you know, there's been a lot of reports. Originally, the developers of this malware said basically, you know, you're, you're out of luck. Uh, after 72 hours on some, on some variants, 96, which is a very uncommon variant that we've seen, they had said that your private decryption key would be deleted and that the infection would be removed from your computer so you can't use it to decrypt your file. I have heard that some people who wait beyond that time period and then decide to pay up still can, but the cost is uh, considerably higher. Um, that's true. Um, I mean, basically what, what happened was in the past, if you went past the 72 hours or the 96 on some variants, it didn't matter. You could still use the infection, roll back the clock just so that you have some more time on it, and then um, pay the two bitcoins or the money pack, whatever choice you had. Now they said, and this is I'm, I'm not sure if this is the case yet. We haven't been able to prove it, but they're saying now that if you're past the expiration time, that your price has gone up to 10 bitcoins in order to, to get your private decryption key back, which is a lot of money. I think it's a, a current pricing, and that's somewhere around $2,500. To, yeah, to some businesses, that wouldn't be a big deal, but to a very small business or an individual, that's, uh, uh, that's a fair amount of money. Yes. And it's fairly easy to remove the malware itself that has actually encrypted the files, but you know, if you do that, then the encryption is still in place, and you, know, you really don't gain anything from that. So what's your recommendation for, for people if they encounter something like this? What can they do? The reality is this. You don't want to pay the ransom on this if you don't have to. If you have a backup, get rid of the file, get rid of the malware, you know, run your AV program that pretty much most of them detect it now, and restore from the backup if that's possible. The reality, though, is that this infection is preying on the fact that most people don't have backups. And if they do have backups, they're not really monitoring them and they're not testing them. And so this infection could have been running for days and their backups have now all encrypted. 
So with that said, if these files are critical and you do need to restore it and you are forced to pay the ransom, you should not remove the infection immediately. You should pay the ransom, get the decryption key, and you know, then clean it up, move on with it. If you are going to restore from the backup, then just clean up the infection and uh, you know go from there. So it really depends on what you're planning on doing. You touched on on backup here. As much as I like the online backup systems, and I, mm-hmm. I use Carbonite, I'm aware of Mosey, and there there are others. Obviously, CryptoLocker is going to continue. Uh, if it continues, it's going to contaminate the backup because the encrypted files are going to be detected as changed, and they're going to be sent to the backup server and overwrite the files that are there. Um, you know, unless you're using a system that has some sort of versioning involved. Correct. But uh, otherwise, your your backup files, as you said, are going to be lost too. So have we reached a time when people really need to maintain multiple backup systems? I think with most online cloud setups, you should be okay. There should be enough versioning that you should be able to restore. Typically, this infection pops up the, the screen within uh, moments of connecting to the initial command, the control server. So there is some notice as to what's going on. Um, that you should be okay with that. But I think what really needs to be done is cloud backups are really important with something like this because if you have an external hard drive that you're backing up to, you are going to have that backup data encrypted. It's unavoidable. Uh, It usually have external drive backups work because they copy a copy of your original file to the backup drive and then create small delta files that are used to just contain the versioning information. But if those original files are encrypted, that versioning information becomes useless and therefore the backup becomes useless. So in, in this type of ransomware, um, a cloud backup with, with some substantial space to store files and versioning information is really is really critical. Now, one of the things that I've heard from some people is that uh, to some extent, using the uh, Windows Restore Point might be a way to recover some of your files. Have you found that to be uh, an accurate statement? Yep. Um, the it is possible to restore files through shadow volume copies, uh, which um, System Restore creates whenever it does a snapshot. And you can use a, a program like Shadow Explorer, or um, there's, there's one other, or even just the built-in native uh, applications of previous files and and file history that Windows 8 has. And if you're lucky, you can restore your files from a previously unencrypted state. They may be a little older. They may not be the latest versions, but you would be able to restore them. Newer versions of CryptoLocker, though, we have seen have been attempting to try and delete all snapshots of the shadow volume copies. If that happens, then uh, you will not be able to use that to restore your files. Now, obviously, if you get infected with CryptoLocker, it can't encrypt all of your files instantaneously. There's going to be a certain period of time during which it's going through the encryption process. Is there a way to stop it in its tracks if uh, if you realize soon enough that this thing is on your machine. Really, the only way to do it at that point is to terminate the process, um, which will immediately stop the encryption from happening. Now, you will, at that point, you will not be able to use the executable to pay the ransom if you needed to do that. Um, you would have to use this new customer service site, uh, as, they, as I call it, to pay the decryption ransom, and then they'll give you a, a, a decryptor that you can download. So, yeah, so, I mean, if you see this happening, you can terminate the process, which is located under um, your application data or app data folder, or it's going to be under the app data local folder. So it's either app data roaming, app data local. And if you terminate that process, it will stop all encryption from going on going forward. And so if somebody decides to pay the ransom, uh, it it sounds like these folks at least are honest enough to actually 
allow you to decrypt the files so you can move on, but what's to keep them from coming right back? I presume that you have a pretty substantial cleanup job on your computer once you get your files back. Yeah, I mean, these are honest thieves. If you, you know, it's almost like an oxymoron, but I mean, the point of the matter is once you pay the decryption key, they will give you a decryption key. They realize that this is, this is a business for them. No matter what we're looking at it, to them, this is business. And they know that if they do not give you the decryption key, it's word of mouth is going to happen. People are, are going to know this, and people are just not going to pay. So they're looking at it as we are a legitimate business, no matter how criminal it is. We are going to give you the decryption key if you pay the ransom. Now, with that said, we have not found any situations where people who have been encrypted pay the ransom have then had further issues with it. Uh, typically, you have to clean up the Z-Bot infection, which is usually the delivery for CryptoLocker. You have to remove the CryptoLocker infection itself. And then sometimes, if you're unfortunate enough, you'll have the Cutwell infection, which is a spammer. So those are the three things that you really need to clean up from the CryptoLocker infection. Um, typically, anything's going to remove it, whether it be Emphasoft, uh, Malwarebytes, or the mainstream AV programs like you know, Kaspersky, ESET, Sophos. They, they all clean it up for the most part at this point. Do we know about who's running this thing? Is it is it a single group? Do we know where they're located? Do we know anything about them? We don't. I mean, we, we could speculate all we want as to where they are. Where they are. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are guessing they are from you know various countries that don't have Cybercrime laws, but you know, I'm not going to even bother naming countries. But the typically in, 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 in the encrypting ransomware that we've seen in the past, we've had people come to Bleeping Computer, for example, and taunt people who have been helping with it, whether it be myself or um, uh, someone who works at Emsisoft that has been uh, helping with this infection. They have come, actually created accounts on our sites and and basically, you know, send taunt message saying that you can't do anything about it. You know, no matter how you try, you're not going to get your files back. The only way you're going to get them is if you pay the ransom. These people, whoever's behind this, and it's definitely a group of people, I don't think it's a single person, are being reserved, being quiet. They are definitely looking and following all the various threads, especially the one we have on my site. They've commented on their command and control servers to comments that we've made. So they are aware of what's going on. And I do think it's probably an organization and not a single individual. Now, in the in the old days, you get malware on your computer. There'd usually be some way to recover and, and get everything back, and you'd have kind of an annoyance. But you know, this is obviously more than that. Although it can be managed, it's 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 certainly extremely scary. You, once you remove the offending application, get on with life. You're fine, theoretically, but I mean, this is something that could wipe out years worth of data if the user doesn't have a backup or if the backup has already been uh, encrypted and they decide they're not going to play along. So it, it, I think it comes down to avoiding this thing in the first place. Are there are there particular strategies for avoiding uh, CryptoLocker? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, to, to really um, show the impact that this infection can have, I mean, there are there have been reports of accounting companies who have been affected by this. And literally, without if they couldn't pay the ransom, this company would fold. So it's not only affecting company, it's affecting all the people who work for them. But really, the, the best way to protect yourself from this type of uh, infection, really any infection out there, is you just got to practice safe computing, which means don't open attachment if you don't know what it is. Uh, simple as that. Um, if it looks like a PDF file, save it to your hard drive first and look at it within Explorer because then you can see if there's a strange file extension on it instead of um, just the PDF. Because what's happening here is a lot of people are opening the attachments 
within their mail program, and the and the extensions may not show. Or if they do show, it looks like a PDF file, so they think it's safe. It really everything needs to be really double checked before you up you you run anything from anyone that you're not expecting a file from. The other thing is you have to keep any installed programs and Windows updates um, really up to date. If you do not have the latest updates for all of your programs, whether it be Flash, Adobe Reader, Shockwave, Java, um, your Windows uh, computer, you're vulnerable. Simple as that. So really, and then the last thing is backups. I mean, this is really called home to the fact that most people do not have adequate backup policies in effect, uh, whether it be company or, or a personal user. It's really important to make sure that you keep a weekly backup off-site. It has to be a full backup, not a version backup. All these things together as one, one you know, way of using your computers and technology is really the only way to protect yourself against this stuff. Based on some of the things that, uh, that you've said, it, it, mm-hmm. it seems to me that this particular piece of malware, the, the primary vector for it, Sounds like it's email. Is that is that accurate? We we have heard there's been two there's two vectors that we know of. One pre- predominantly is spam email, where people are receiving emails pretending to be from FedEx, UPS, um, accounting companies, the IRS, whoever. That's that state. Um, your company needs to perform this task. Um, here is a document you need to open and follow the instructions in it. And when you open up the zip file, there's a, a file that looks like a, a PDF file, and really it's an executable. When you double-click on it, you're infected. There are reports, I personally have not seen it yet, of um, websites that have been hacked to have exploit kits on it, that when you visit these sites with outdated software, such as Java or uh, Reader or Flash, that uh, the exploit kits will try to um, install CryptoLocker on your machine without you knowing about it. Other than those two things, I have not heard of anything else. And the predominant infection, the dropper for this via the attachments is ZBot. Really, I mean, the most important thing that all computers, whether you're working in a business, whether you're at home, is, is you just follow safe computing. This infection preys on people, knowing that, one, most people do not. They will just open up anything. Um, and the developers of this program realized that when they developed it, and their 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 infection vector has been to rely on the fact that people will just open attachments. So people really need to pay strict attention as to what they're doing when they're opening up um, a file. That one, they don't know where it's, it's coming from. Anyone can send an email from uh, to appear as if it's from anyone else. So people have to realize that if you're not expecting something from someone. Don't open it, or use a use a, a site like Virus Total to scan the file first before you open it. It may seem a little extreme, but um, I think this infection really shows that you have to be careful out there. I mean, you could lose everything on your computer, years and years and years of work, of files, of baby pictures, family pictures, work, homework, whatever it is that you have just from opening up an attachment just without looking at it first. And if uh, somebody would like more information on the CryptoLocker malware, uh, you've got a, uh, an excellent uh, section on the website, right? Yep. Uh, in my On the website, bleedingcomputer.com, we have our virus removal section. And um, under that section, we have a guide, uh, CryptoLocker uh, Information and Frequently Asked Question Guide, which basically contains uh, everything we know at this point about this infection and uh, ways to mitigate it, ways to protect yourself, 
and um, what, what you should do if you are uh, infected by it. And we'll have a link on the TechBiter website uh, for anybody who wants to visit your site and, and read more about it. It's a, it's a fascinating subject and kind of a terrifying subject, too. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this has been somewhat of an obsession for myself uh, since September when we first discovered it, to the point where my, my site started getting attacked when, once I started writing the information about it. But yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating and somewhat of a disaster at the same time, unfortunately. That's Larry Abrams. He runs Bleeping Computer, and his site has one of the best explanations of how this thing works and how to get rid of it. Better still, how to protect yourself from it. And besides safe computing, this really leads to another important point, that backups are essential. If you see a message like the one shown on the TechBiter Worldwide website, you basically have three options. You can ignore the message, wipe the drive on the computer, reinstall your applications, and kiss all your data files goodbye. That may be a week's worth of files, it may be 10 years' worth of files. Or you could pay the ransom and hope the crooks will release your files unharmed. Generally speaking, as far as we know, they do. If they do, you have to hope that they won't encrypt them again and demand another $300. But again, that seems to be the business model that these crooks are following. Or, the best of the three options, ignore the message, clean the machine, and restore your applications and data files from backup. And clearly that third option is the best one, but far too many people and way too many small businesses and even medium-sized and larger businesses don't have good current backups. Now, the thieves don't encrypt everything. After all, they do want the computer to run and be able to start applications, so they encrypt only data files. And among the ones they encrypt are those that are created by the most popular programs. Microsoft Office, LibreOffice, Adobe Creative Suite. It also encrypts the raw files that are produced by cameras, various accounting application files, and pretty much anything else that looks like a data file. So, in short, this could render every file on your computer inaccessible. The method that the thieves use to encrypt the files is known as asymmetric encryption. It simply means that one key, a public key, is used to encrypt the files, and then a second key, known as a private key, is required to decrypt the files. This is a common technique. It's often used when files are transferred securely over the Internet. Microsoft provided a diagram that illustrates the process. You'll find that on the TechBiter Worldwide website. So if you see a threat such as the one shown on the TechBiter Worldwide website and you don't have a complete backup, apparently your only option is to pay the ransom. Most people who've paid report their files are decrypted, but common sense would suggest that any recovered files should be immediately copied to a safe location and tested, and then the infected computer should have its disk formatted so that everything can be installed anew. There are ways to avoid CryptoLocker. As Larry Abrams described, the primary way is just being careful, never opening an attachment unless you know it's from someone you trust and unless you are expecting it. Currently, researchers are trying to find ways to undo the encryption, but don't expect success anytime soon. Decrypting CryptoLocker files requires access to both the public and private keys used to encrypt them. Maybe the NSA could decrypt your files, but it's unlikely that anybody else will be able to. For a lot more information about this threat, how to avoid it, and how to recover if you are struck by it, see the Bleeping Computer CryptoLocker Guide. You'll find a link to that particular part of the Bleeping Computer website on the TechBiter Worldwide website. You might be wondering if the crooks behind CryptoLocker will ever be caught. Well, if you're interested in my opinion, I think it's going to depend on them.
The people behind the operation will make an enormous amount of money in a relatively short time. If they decide to call it quits in the next few weeks, they'll probably just disappear without a trace. But if they choose to continue running the exploit long enough, they'll leave enough of a trail that some law enforcement agency will find them someday. But whether they're caught or not, what worries me is the next threat. For more than 30 years, the aviation industry accepted the occasional airliner hijacking as nothing more than a political statement or a way to extort money from an airline. Then came the four hijackings in September 2001. The kinds of people who exploited our general understanding of airline hijackings are looking for new ways to cause trouble, and I can't think of a better method than this. What would you do if all of your company's files were suddenly unusable and the people who made them unusable weren't interested in unlocking them for any price? Pleasant dreams. In short circuits, Blockbuster goes bust. In 2004, Blockbuster had 9,000 stores around the country. Now, to the great surprise of approximately three people, Blockbuster owner Dish Network is closing most of the final few hundred stores. In other words, Netflix has won the race. Blockbuster was bankrupt in 2011, which is when Dish Network acquired the company. At that time, Blockbuster was down to 1,700 stores, and the path was already clear. Blockbuster has a disc-by-mail service, and that will also be terminated. About 50 Blockbuster stores will remain open. They are operated by franchisees. The CEO of Dish, Joseph P. Clayton, says the company still sees value in the Blockbuster brand. We expect to leverage that brand as we continue to expand our digital offerings, Clayton said. Blockbuster still has a streaming service, Blockbuster at Home, via its satellite service, and there's Blockbuster On Demand, which competes with Apple's iTunes store. People who own bookstores generally don't like Amazon. Perhaps that's an understatement. To say that bookstore owners loathe Amazon would be somewhat less of an understatement. But now, Amazon wants independent bookstores to sell Kindles and profit from ebook sales. Amazon has announced a program that would put Kindles in bookstores, and the stores would earn a commission on all ebooks sold for the device during the following two years. In general, the owners of bookstores seem unimpressed. Amazon sells more books than any competitor. Independent bookstores sell far fewer books per year than Amazon and fewer books than chain stores such as Barnes & Noble. Before Amazon opened, independent stores had about a quarter of the market. The new Amazon program allows stores to buy Kindles at a 6% discount and then be paid a 10% royalty on all books sold for the device within two years. Or they can take a 9% discount on the Kindles, but then not receive any additional payment. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the weekly podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. All music on TechBiter Worldwide is licensed under the Creative Commons. 
and information about performers is on the website, www.techbiter.com. I'm Bill Blinn, and if you'd like, you can also send me a message from the website. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you again in a week.